There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to another Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Delighted to be back with you again for another week. And today I'm going to be introducing you to a fascinating guy. His name's Rupert Honeywood. He's uh, he's an absolute expert when it comes to LinkedIn and helping clients to really generate and maximize the value of LinkedIn so that they're getting lots of hot prospects and leads flowing through. Uh, Before I introduce you to Rupert, though, um, I'd like to, as I always tend to do, is say a big thank you to my guest last week. And if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to that show. I I thought it was a really deeply engaging show with Hilary Wilson. She's one of the top coaches over here in the UK. She's worked with over 60% of the FTSE 100 companies over here and really has a a very authentic personality. And she's able to work with um, main board members of big organizations and she helps them to very deeply understand who they are authentically as a leader. So we talked together. She was in my uh, my uh, work office um, last week, and we talked together about um, this whole aspect of authenticity and about how to really start to unlock the treasure trove that you have within you um, of uh, of um, you know your true self and being able to really come out into the world and operate as as you. Uh, which is far more powerful than trying to be somebody else. Um, so uh, lots of um, nice metaphors last week and, and lots of great conversation with Hillary. And I think uh, a really interesting show if you're a coach, if you work with senior people, uh, if you are a senior person and want to get more in touch with yourself, I really recommend you go back into the archive and uh, you have a listen to that show. So let's talk today about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is it something we've mentioned, uh, a system that we've mentioned many times on the show, and is an incredible percentage of people are, are connected in on LinkedIn. And many people kind of wonder, you know, how can we really use that to deliver some tremendous new sales prospects? Um, and it may be that, you know, if you have a think about it right now, that perhaps you're not fully utilizing what is an incredibly exceptional resource. Now, I first got to know my guest today, Rupert Honeywood, when he actually connected with me via LinkedIn, or certainly one of his team did, in an incredibly engaging way. And I I don't know if you're often approached via LinkedIn through all sorts of people externally wanting to uh, sort of sell you their products and services. And probably you ignore them as spam, which is what I tended to do. But for the first time, I decided that I was going to have a conversation with uh, this person because they reached out in a way that I felt was very compelling, very engaging, and I, I instantly liked them before actually meeting them. Uh, now, uh, Rupert has really made a business out of this, and um, as I say, he's an expert in LinkedIn, and we're going to discuss uh, seven transformational steps today to really boost your sales success using the system, and it's going to include you know, how to build predictable sales growth for your business, and we're going to talk about how to find 100 cold leads in your chosen target market and turn them into 8 to 13 hot prospects. So um, uh, uh, with his company, Business Growth Bureau, they help their clients to develop these LinkedIn market, uh, marketing campaigns, 
um, I'll be completely open here. They're, they're helping me as well do that too, um, because I just think what they do is uh, is absolutely fascinating and, and I think will benefit a lot of people who are listening today. So a huge welcome to Rupert Honeywood. Thank you very much, Chris. And what a perfect introduction. Oh, thank you very much. It's uh, <laughs> nice to talk to you. And uh, I say it's, it, it's funny, you know, we, I feel like I go back uh, quite a long way with you because of that very nice sort of way that you connected with me. I don't know, probably 18 months, two years ago, but I've, I've remembered it. It's really s- sat in my mind. Um, and I'm kind of intrigued before we sort of go into that area. I, I love to find out a little bit about the you know, the guests that I'm interviewing and, and make sure they're human, make sure they're not just um, geniuses that we, uh, uh, we, we can't um, relate to personally. Um, you know, just tell us a little bit, Rupert, about your, you know, your background. Where do you live? You know, tell me a bit about your younger years and, and, and how it led to what you do now. Yeah, no, thank you. It's a great question. Um, well, I suppose to start with, I'm a, a stereotypical entrepreneur. Um, I love actually creating solutions and products and services that people actually want. Uh, but actually, there's a much bigger purpose behind all of that. I, I fundamentally like to make a real difference. So in this particular case, the Business Growth Bureau, I love working with directors and companies and managers and teams uh, to help them to transform their businesses and to see them grow. Um, like many people, I haven't always got things right. Um, obviously, have uh, a number of success stories, um, equally one or two problems in the past. Um, but that's been, you know, it's about being real and being human. Um, and... Uh, you also made a great point earlier on, um, which is I really appreciate, and it's all about accelerating that relationship of trust. Um, we have to represent ourselves as being authentic, and we should be authentic. And if we've got the other person's uh, interests in mind, I found that just tends to stand you in very good stead. So, come on, tell, tell me a bit though. I mean, this is this is great, and you know, we'd love to hear about you know what you're what you're doing and. You know what your passions are now, but you know, where, where did this all start from? I mean, where, where were you? Where were you sort of brought up, and how did this entrepreneurial interest sort of come about? Come out. I, I think um, it came about when I was uh, much younger, in my sort of late teens. I, I had this idea for some strange reason that I wanted to work for a bank, and then realised after three or four years, it was probably the most incredibly boring place to work. <laughs> um, so, and then went into a couple of other roles after that, which I did actually very very much enjoy a little bit in the real estate or essentially side so i've got a bit of a sales background um but realized that actually there's i wanted to be able to do a lot more than that um so set up a software company and we then introduced that that system or software into a number well about 130 businesses throughout the uk at the time um and that was very much when it was pcs when the good old ibm was very much around and they were very much in control of the market um, and things really progressed from there. Did a lot of software development. Then, um, rather unusually, um, and things quite often, there are quite often triggers in life which lead to a fundamental change. Um, and uh, through a previous uh, venture, um, uh, basically someone came to me and said, look, uh, uh, we've had this terrible thing happen in our lives. We've had two dogs have been stolen. That led to another organization being formed called the Missing Pets Bureau. And over a period of about uh, three or four years ago, uh, three or four years rather, uh, we actually served about 150,000, 160,000 clients and worked with uh, about a quarter million pet owners, pets registered in our database and got thousands of pets back home, which is a, a very exciting thing to do. Um, at its peak, we were handling 20 to 30,000 phone calls a month. Average call, uh, call length was about 14 minutes because each call was quite involved, quite long. 
Um, but the great thing is, what that really taught me, um, especially, and this has come very useful now, is the importance of what I class as circular relationships. So a lot of people do a lot of cheap talk around sort of win-win, for example. I actually think it's a lot deeper than that, and it's about finding all the potential stakeholders. So it could be a stakeholder, could be a supplier, could be a customer, it could be an investor, it could be a, a staff member, it could be an advocate, it could be an associate. It, it doesn't really matter. If you think of a way of actually making each one of those different types of people or organizations feel valued and feel good about the relationship, what tends to happen is you build a very strong organization because everyone is rooting for your success and equally the other way around. So it's about fundamentally feeling that we can make a difference and that's a, a very big motivator, if that makes sense. Excellent. I didn't know anything about the pet bureau. I don't know, I know you're <laughs> an animal lover, but I didn't know about uh, about that. That sounds incredible. Oh, well, that's right. I, I thought I'd surprise you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you went from finding people's pets to uh, finding opportunities via LinkedIn. Where did this fascination <laughs> for LinkedIn? I, oh gosh, I've got to try and join up the dots here, as uh, Steve Jobs would talk about. <laughs> um, well, I suppose the fundamental thing is because I. I'm rather a bit of a geek as well. So I love my toys, but also I love technology. So one of the things was that I found fascinating, forgetting about the fact we helped obviously thousands of pet owners, as it were, um, was the fact that we had to actually build very robust systems to be able to scale the business. So if you if you can imagine 20 to 30,000 phone calls come in a month and the business literally starting or the organization starting with a you know husband wife, cat, dog, son, all working from home, growing into an organization we employed about 65 people, and continuing to support basically very strong exponential growth. We had to build a very strong infrastructure to, to support it. Um, so that taught me a lot as well. And you might think, well, what is the similarity here? Well, again, this is a very people-focused business. Um, it's very technology-based. Um, it's also, we put things in place which are very scalable, uh, we love working with customers. We've got a great team of people working for us. We've got lots of lovely advocates, and obviously all one of those, Chris, which I'm very proud to have you as an advocate within the organization, as it were. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's all about making people feel really good and making a difference. Uh, but it's actually, I suppose, the big parts, going back to this creating solutions, uh, and technology for me is a great enabler, which enables that to happen. So... Um, and I suppose the trigger for this all coming about as well was um, about four or five years ago, um, I, I got to know a CEO of a charity really well, and we gave them, I gave them a bit of informal advice over marketing, um, and uh, basically they implemented that in their organization, and they found that it made, it made a fantastic difference. And that conversation led on to another conversation where he came back to me and said, look, Rupert, have you thought about setting up a service where you can help other people um, and to actually our businesses to grow. Um, and he, I said, well, yes, but there's lots of people doing that. And I said, well, he said, well, the difference is you're doing it differently. And um, so he said, why don't you set things up as more as a done with you service? Um, and they became clients. So they've been clients with us for a couple of years now um, and are very proud to work with the organization and obviously love working with charities as well generally. So. And that was the key trigger why this organization became formed. Um, and so very proud of, you know, what we've been achieved today with everyone's help. It's fantastic. And I'm also really impressed you um, that you've managed to get your dog and cat working for you as well. Because, <laughs> I, because I, 
because my dog he's, he's absolutely gorgeous but he just lounges around and i can't get him to do anything um, <laughs> um so so briefly then you know tell us um you you mentioned that you you, you know you develop this system and you're brilliant at um systems and um and enabling people to uh, you know providing service over phone to support um, your clients but just tell us a bit more briefly about what's what specifically you do for your clients so people can understand uh, a little bit about business growth bureau today uh yeah thank you great uh, question um well i suppose to in its simplest form, there's three basic things we do for people. If you imagine almost three cogs uh, joined together, all turning in sync, the first part is we work with our clients to help them to identify their ideal clients. So we put things in place to uh, to build a, um, their ideal type of leads, uh, helping to target their chosen target market. Um, and then once you've ident- worked with the client to help them to identify their ideal type of leads, it's then about putting in place the correct prospect nurturing process. Um, and uh, so you get people warmed up to the, uh, asking for more information or to have sales-based conversations. So the lead generation is one cog, prospect nurturing the second one, sales optimization the third. But in order for those to work, all three of those cogs need to turn in sync. Um, what we tend to find with a lot of clients, uh, well, not clients necessarily because obviously we need to help them, but people who may come to us, is one or one or several of those cogs is not turning properly. So they may have a, a fantastic sales team, but if there aren't another, enough sales opportunities coming through, then there's a problem. Equally, if, you ca- if a client can't identify its ideal type of uh, customers or leads and can't find them, you've got a problem with people coming at the top of the process so it's very difficult to get sales come out of the bottom. So I don't know whether it very simply explains uh, the a little bit about the what we put in place, Chris. No, that sounds um, makes makes an awful lot of sense. And we we then um, you, you mentioned that there's kind of within that sort of journey, and you've got this journey through uh, lead generation and nurturing the prospects, and then integrating it with uh, with sales. There's there's seven transformational steps you see it to being really successful with this process. We've got about three minutes till commercial break. I just wonder if just very top line, you might just explain those steps and how they kind of fit into this process that you've already identified. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, just in summary, uh, we talked about three of those already. So the seven transformational steps are, first of all, we need to work with clients to help them to define and own their market. The second thing is, is about presenting you as the client, as the expert um, or your organization. And fundamentally, don't hide, don't be a secret detective. The third part is follow the social selling blueprint, which includes the lead generation, prospect nurturing, sales optimization we talked about, i.e. the three cogs. And then the next part really is a case of knowing your numbers. That's number seven. And if you implement all these steps, including plugging into sort of expert systems, which we can give you access to, fundamentally we'll close more business and win more sales. And that's what we want to help people to do is be much more successful. And, and how, how, you know, this, this work that you're doing right now, you know, how kind of revolutionary is it in the marketplace? Um, well, obviously there's a lot of people out there who do social media or, or social media marketing or social selling. But I think the process we put in place um, is is pretty unique. But it's also the way we engage with people. And it's not the way that LinkedIn uh, would normally tell you to do it. Okay, And the reason is, is that what we talked about earlier on, if you go and overtly try and sell with people, they tend to uh, disengage very quickly. 
So it's about accelerating that relationship of trust. Um, and obviously, we got we built in some certain techniques to do that. Uh, so replicating that behavior online, the way you'd uh, replicate that if you were actually engaging with people directly your, yourself, as it were. Mm. And, and I thought, you know, there's something about, well, there's something about the style of the way you do it. It's got a couple of minutes now, but um, I found the way you approach me to be very engaging and very authentic. And um, I think that's quite interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of people send through, you know, <laughs> stuff on LinkedIn and try to have a conversation with you, but it somehow it feels like a sales pitch. Yeah, that's quite right. The thing is, people don't like feel, feeling that they are being sold to. And it is about treating people with respect. So, you know, if we were to go out networking, for example, we wouldn't, we might go up to someone and introduce ourselves, but if someone actually just thrust a business card in your hand and said, basically, buy, buy, buy my stuff and then walk away again, you'd feel pretty disenfranchised. So it's actually about engaging with someone, having a, you know, a, a, a two-way conversation or a three-way or four-way conversation, showing an interest in the other person, and uh, then having a, 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 you know, a good conversation, dialogue, and what you'll find is invariably people come back to asking you questions, and that's obviously a really good way in. And what we're trying to do is replicate behavior like that um, through LinkedIn, uh, the way you would do if you're having a normal conversation. Excellent. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now. But after the break, let's have a chat through these seven sort of steps. And then we can get, you know, get more of a sense of those different components and uh, the way you recommend that people go about it. So we're going to be back again in a couple of minutes. Um, do join us again. I promise you um, that the work that Rupert does and, and how they support people through this kind of a process um, is uh, well worth uh, listening to. And uh, whether you choose to utilize somebody like Rupert to help you or do it yourself, you will learn some things if you uh, join us again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris 
at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper. I'm with Rupert Honeywood. We're talking about LinkedIn sales success. And before the break, Rupert was explaining um, a little about um, you know the approach to LinkedIn and how they help um, their clients. And, and then, you know, we can have a think about how you can maybe do, replicate some of this uh, work yourself or utilize somebody like a, a Rupert to help you do it. But Rupert had identified um, seven transformational steps to enable you to uh, to be really successful um, with your sort of sales approach. So I think what we should do is we should go through those um, steps and find out a little bit more so we really understand each of them. So, Rupert, the first one, um, if I remember correctly, is um, how you define your own market. So tell us a little bit about that. How do you define your own market? Yeah, uh, thanks for that question. Um, I think the first thing, it's probably just to slightly set the scene as well, is, um, for example, when you're doing anything online, especially through, um, say, LinkedIn and potentially through other social network platforms as well, such as Facebook and so on, um, it is about having a dialogue, um, and it's also very much the snowball effect. Okay, so you need to give time for things to build up. Um, but with that slight caveat in mind, which we'll obviously touch on a bit later on if necessary, um, it's very important that um, before you start running any campaign, that you do actually understand um, your market. Um, one of the things that we find that people can fall into the trap of is being a generalist. So, And, and where this can be a real challenge is, for example, if you're a coach, or a business trainer, or a mentor, or your service got a very wide reach, um, then if you present yourself in the wrong way, or you don't go about targeting opportunities in the right way, you end up by uh, spreading yourself too thin, and therefore all the marketing actually put in place is too general. So it's about trying to think of ways of being niche and specialist as much as as you can. And it may well be you actually operate in multiple niches as well. And that's great because you under, operate under in multiple niches, then that's much easier to target again. So, um, and also make sure you've got a range of products and services to suit uh, those different markets and at different price points as well. Um, so the other, if for example, you're doing a lot of marketing on LinkedIn, um, for example, there are 147 industry classifications on LinkedIn. Um, of which about 125 of those, so probably 80, 90% of those, are pretty good markets uh, to actually reach people in. So if you're, especially if you're in the B2B space, targeting other businesses, or you're a charity trying to seek sponsorship, for example, um, we can actually explain how you can reach those people. And um, what you very importantly need to do is to try and think about the persona of the people you're trying to reach. So for example, it may be that you've identified um, that the person you're trying to reach is running a software company and they're perhaps a CEO and it may be they employ between 10 and 20 people and that they may turn over between one and two million dollars per year. Um, it may also be that you're after business analysts. And the great thing is using something like Sales Navigator where you've got very powerful searching capabilities, um, you can really hone things down. Um, it is worth looking at some of the more premium options such as Sales Navigator in LinkedIn simply because the searching is so much more powerful and you can do some very good things around key phrase search. So, And that ties in particularly with persona-based marketing where you may be looking at someone's interests or hobbies or something in their profile which is a little bit unique. And you'll be surprised the type of people that come up uh, and the type of conversations you can actually uh, have. 
So I don't know whether I answered that question fairly well over the uh, point, uh, you know, the first point on that uh, list. So, I mean, one, one question I would like to ask, I, until I until I sort of spoke with you in a few weeks ago about this, I'd never actually heard of Sales Navigator. Is that, um, is that something, you know, an additional bit of functionality that comes with LinkedIn these days, like, like premium? Uh, yes, it, it's interesting, actually, because uh, you used to just have the free version of LinkedIn and then the premium version. And the, the premium version is about um, 40 to $50 per month or about um, 40 pounds per month. And um, what happened is about two, year, two years ago, or, or in 2018, sorry, 16, uh, Microsoft acquired LinkedIn. And then about four or five months later, some of the features, with, some, of the, some additional features were added in to do with an e-learning uh, platform. But they also removed some of the features of LinkedIn, out of LinkedIn Premium. Uh, but they'd already got uh, Sales Navigator at the time. And what's actually they've identified is that um, that's a much more appropriate product for people who are actually trying to seek out new business opportunities. So it's like a bolt-on within LinkedIn. It's a LinkedIn product. And as a very rough guide, it's about um, $75 per month or about £60 uh, sterling. Um, or it's a little bit cheaper if you could pay annually in advance. And I've got, we've got no interest, uh, business interest in LinkedIn, no shares, nothing. So everything we're saying here is completely impartial. But if you're serious about business, you should really be considering upgra upgrading. Don't even think about the cost. The invest return on investment will be so massive if you do things the right way, especially if you follow the methodology which we're going to share with you today. Excellent. And does that include the, the functions of premium within it or? Uh, yeah, separate? A, a great question. It does. Um, and it's, it, you've got a lot of quite powerful things like being able to select and tag records. And um, also the usage limits are much higher as well. If you go for a free version, you'll find that if you start to use LinkedIn fairly actively, uh, then you'll start to come up against those usage limits and they'll start restricting your account and say that you don't get the full functionality back till the following beginning of the following month so if you're serious about business and getting clients just go for sales navigator and um within linkedin uh, and it'll be a, a very good investment al alongside anything else you do decide to do with your business Excellent. so there's no point in having premium as well um, there's no point because a sales navigator premiums would be like a subset of sales navigator unless you're interested in the learning part in which case premium does include those extra benefits um, so in that sense, it's worth possibly having both. But if you if it's purely in a sales context or business growth context, then Sales Navigator is brilliant. If you're into recruitment, they do have something else called um, LinkedIn Recruiter, I believe it's called. Uh, but that is a very big monthly investment. Um, and obviously, if you if you're in the um, uh, recruitment business, then that's a good one to go for. But for, for most people, Sales Navigator is 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 a great product. Excellent. So. To the next step, there. So we 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 define our market, and uh, you mentioned there about having you know, niches or multiple niches is uh, is very helpful. And the second point was about presenting yourself as the expert and avoiding hiding. How, how how do we do that? And uh, and what what's what do you what constitutes hiding and what doesn't? Right. Okay. Well, a very good example of that would be not having a profile picture, or actually not having a properly developed um, profile. Um, or just not engaging on, on LinkedIn, um, or put it another way, being over-selective with the people you accept connection requests from. Um, so it's um, there's a lovely phrase that someone said to me a while back, um, and it's very true on LinkedIn. It's about being open, random, and supportive. 
So um, if someone sends a connect request to you, unless they, they look as they've got two heads, um, for example, broadly speaking, accept the connect request. Um, and uh, it's also about being relatively random. It, worry less about where the connection's coming from. And also being supportive, demonstrate online that you are interested in the other person and the other way around and being human uh, and people will buy into that uh, uh, straight away. So, so I, I'm sitting at the moment, I think I've got probably got 15 people who've asked to request with me that are sort of sitting there because they're, you know, um, looking to sell pensions or um, they're, they're recruiters or, or something, but I look look at them or they, they help people who have podcasts. You recommend just connecting with the whole lot, would you? Uh, well, yes, obviously, it's a, it was, this, this we're talking about here more about inbound connection requests, so people connecting with you. Obviously, when you're reaching out, it could be much more targeted. Um, the, the one of the big, if, if you're interested purely, you know, from a, a business point of view, and forgetting about what I've just said, the big advantage is that um, what happens is it dramatically every time you, the average number of connections on LinkedIn is about 400 people, and if you uh, upgrade to say the Sales Navigator product, you can reach your second and third level connections as well. And let's say you've got a thousand first level connections. That means your reach is a 1,000 times 400 times 400. And what I can assure you is if you've actually put that in your calculator, unless you've got a very you know, good calculator, almost invariably the number of uh, noughts go off the edge of the calculator. So you'll find you're, you're at that level you can reach probably almost 25, 30% of the network. Um, now, not obviously all at once, but through targeting. Um, whereas if you're very selective, and let's say you've only got 100 first-level connections, then it, clearly it's it's uh, it's not just the difference between 100 and 1,000. It's the exponential difference between them. So it, this is where open, being open, random, and supportive actually makes massive commercial sense, forgetting about whether it's the right thing to do or wrong thing to do, as, as the case may be. Excellent. Great. I think you've just answered my question there very, very well. So... Um, so okay, so we've we've got to make ourselves very um, very present. Get our get our profile looking nice, uh, so people people respond and get an understanding. And I completely get the point. I just try to connect with someone today and realise they've got no photo, and it slightly put me off. <laughs> um, <laughs> although they're a very interesting person, they clearly they're clearly sort of hiding in the back in the background. Um, so well, what is? It, it, in some ways, it's worse than that actually, because people can think it's also a fake account. Um, yes. And obviously, social networks do have a problem with this, and LinkedIn had a bit of a culling uh, with this uh, just a few months ago. Um, so it is about being human. It is about being real. But it's also, in terms of presenting yourself as an expert and, and not hiding, is about making sure, as you say, Chris, about having a profile optimized the right way. LinkedIn wants your profile to look like a glorified CV. Um, but the th the, there is a difficulty with that. If you're If you're a recruiter, then recruiters want that your CV, to, your profile to look like that as well. But if you're actually interested in growing your business, we suggest a different structure for your profile altogether. So, because what happens is, although you can have company pages on LinkedIn, a lot of people actually never get as far as looking at the company page. Mm -hmm. So it's about structuring your profile in the right way so that people can get to the nub of your proposition very quickly, and then get what you do. And if, it, if that then ties in very well with the messaging part, which we'll be talking about in a moment or two. Yeah, that's really interesting. I get people approach me quite often about procurement from my 
my profile, but I've not really been involved in procurement for 15 years, but it's uh, sitting in there in my early days of my CV on, on LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, it's not necessarily something I want to portray myself uh, in the marketplace with. <laughs> yeah, you. sure. Yes, it's um, uh, and it's also things like recommendations are very important. Make sure that um, if people are pleased with your service, ask them whether they'd be kind enough to give you give you a recommendation, because again, that presents you as being the expert again. Fantastic. And um, so we've um, we've defined our market. We've um, we're not going to hide anymore. We're going to have a really good profile on that. I know you advise your clients on how best to go about doing that. But so the next step is um, what the social selling blueprint. So what's that? Okay. No. Um, thanks, Chris, for that. It's this. T- we touched on this a bit earlier on because we talked about the three cogs and the three cogs. First one being lead generation. Next part being prospect nurturing. And the next part is really to do with your whole sales optimization process and all those cogs turning in sync. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, what we can do in a moment when uh, you feel it's right, Chris, we can explain a bit more detail about how to go through each one of those three steps. Okay. Okay. That's that's great. So, so shall we go th- go with the? We'll start let's start at the beginning then. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, for example, if we, in terms of identifying your ideal type of lead, so this is really the lead generation system, as we call it. Um, and we did touch on a bit earlier on, so I won't go into massive detail. Well, I'll just go and outline detail, so it makes more sense. But if you were trying to go back to re- reaching Bob or Jane again, they may be running a computer software company, reaching people at director, CXO, uh, owner, partner level, and they may be within a 100-mile radius of, say, New York or, or London, and you may want to reach your second and third level connections, and they have to be business analysts. Well, you can do all that searching on in LinkedIn for using Sales Navigator. Um, now, LinkedIn, one of the challenges of LinkedIn, it's such a big place. So currently, there's 650 million profiles um, on LinkedIn at the moment. And um, so, but when you do a search, you ideally need to get the number below um, 1,000, okay? And that can be a lot more difficult than you think, okay? And the reason being is that if LinkedIn says that actually there's 5,000 uh, people who are business analysts in the software industry, okay, you can't reach all 5,000 once, at once. LinkedIn will only ever give you a maximum of 1,000, okay? And worse than that, what happens is that if you then say, okay, well, out of that 1,000, 500 good, the other ones are not appropriate, and you want to go in and have another go at another segment of that 9,000, what will happen is that it, LinkedIn will return a lot, of the, a lot of similar results, so you end up with a lot of duplicates, and it becomes a nightmare to manage. So if you can get those neat, the, the numbers down to below 1,000 each time, but you have multiple stabs at the same cherry or different cherries, you, you get, you know, it's a really good way of sort of honing in, honing in on that, if that makes sense. Okay, so, so you use the system to try, and, uh, to try and really focus. That's right. And so you can each reach your ideal type of target clients. So uh, clearly, it requires a good bit of thinking about, doesn't it, to really prioritize who those clients are and and, and geography and um, because because I guess you're right, it's like a it's it's an incredibly massive, vast resource, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it is. I mean, and the great thing is, it's available to us all. You know, and you know, how much does it cost to develop the LinkedIn platform? Yet we pay a measly sixty or seventy dollars per month, and it sounds like a lot, but you know, w- what we're getting back is amazing. Very, very, you know, incredible, isn't it? Considering what uh, what's what life was like twenty years ago, <laughs> trying to sell. We've got this brilliant tool um, 
which uh, which has been developed and grown over the last uh, ten years or so. Um, it's it's amazing. So um, I think we'll probably um, take a, a go to commercial break now, and uh, and after the break we'll look at the further sort of steps in the sequence. Uh, so that we really kind of understand this process. But so far, we've defined our market. We've looked at, um, you know, besides we're not going to be an expert. We've look, we're looking at the best approach to lead generation. Uh, and we'll, we'll continue to uh, look at some nurturing prospects, I think, after the break. So we're we'll back with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Rupert Honeywood. We're talking now about LinkedIn sales success. And, you know, one of the things that's going through my mind right now is that um, I, I certainly have come across all the time so many organizations who really aren't doing this well. In fact, I had one organization I talked with a, with a few weeks ago that are now working with Rupert very, very happily, um, who um, were just saying this, you know, what, what do we do in terms of all of our LinkedIn connections? I'm sure there must be a, an opportunity there. And I'm thinking, you know, I know the person who knows how to uh, really use this, um, uh, really do something with this. But um, you know, another thing I'm thinking about now is that if you know people, you're listening to this and you know people in organizations who are wondering what on earth to do with it, um, we're, we're sort of outlining now the process to go through to really turn that LinkedIn into uh, an exceptionally valuable uh, sales generator. But also, we're going to talk about in a minute how to do that in a really, really authentic way, which is why I particularly uh, have connected and are, and are working with Rupert because they are very, very good at doing that. So, um, yeah, so, if you, so I would recommend you send this gift of this interview across to people who you think could uh, really benefit from um, understanding this, whether they choose to do it themselves or they choose to go to somebody else. That's uh, great. But we want we want people on this show to be able to build and grow their businesses and elevate them. And I think this is a, a really smart way to do it uh, right now. So, so Rupert, I think the, the, you know, the next stage and, and the, the bit that I loved 
in our initial exchange that I've referred to a number of times now is um, how you best go about you know, nurturing prospects. How do you engage with them in the right way um, so that it's, it's authentic and it doesn't feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for a, a win-lose um, because you're, you want to, you know, uh, generate interest, but in a way that really, you know, connects and feels valuable and feels authentic and builds trust. So how do you do it? Um, thanks for that, uh, Chris. Um, well, we've developed basically a, a six-step process uh, to make it as simple for people as possible. Um, now, again, this goes about, it's about overtly not selling, it's about uh, nurturing those conversations. And this is a little bit different to the approach LinkedIn would suggest. LinkedIn, um, if you pay them a lot of money and use something called sponsored in-mail, they'll encourage you to go out straight with a sales pitch. And we actually feel that's completely wrong. Um, because that, you know, it is a social business, social network. The clue is in the word social there. Um, so this pro- approach here is designed to actually accelerate that relationship of trust. So once you've identified your ideal type of leads, which we've already had, uh, spoken about in, before the commercial break, um, it's then about reaching out and sending out a short connection request. And very importantly, um, not, not sending out the standard LinkedIn one. You, it, it doesn't need to be detailed. In fact, the shorter you keep your message, the better. And the objective of that is, in effect, to invite them to become a first-level connection. You, you don't say those words, but in effect, that's what you want to happen, okay? Because the thing is that, um, well, first of all, you want people to accept that connection request because they're then in your network, and it's very easy to reach them from that point onwards. But also, uh, the other thing is that um, people will, will, at some stage, look at your profile. Um, so the connection request should be very simple. When people accept the connection request, what you should have then is what we class as a thank you message. And again, that should be very short. It should have no overt sales message in there whatsoever. Um, And what uh, we'd recommend as a structure on that is you uh, basically thank the person for accepting the connection request. And then you uh, put something together along the lines that uh, I'd love to ask you a couple of questions and I'd like to share some information. Is that okay? kindest regards and then your your name no no signature block or anything like that it's, it needs to be as simple as that now you might say well why can't i just go out with a sales message at this point well the first thing is going back to a networking scenario if you went straight up to someone you wouldn't go straight out with a sales pitch when you first met them you'd go through the you know have a, a normal conversation and then engage with people so they actually wanted to find information out from you and the other way around so what you want to do as much as possible is um, if you do things the right way, first of all, typically there'll be a little bit of guilt going on because a lot of times when people accept a connection request, they don't send a personal message back. And that's just because we're busy people. Okay. Um, the other thing is what you'll find is whereas the first time around when you send the connection request out, people may or may not look at your profile. Typically, we're all on the go. We're in the on, on the train or perhaps flying to different places or whatever it may be. So we might just be um, accepting accept that connection request without looking at the detail with a thank you message um, it encourages people to look at your profile so this is why it's so important your LinkedIn profile is so well optimized okay and the third thing is is that um, what you want someone to do is basically say something as simple as yes of course please do Um, if you get people to the point where they're saying yes of course please do it'd be really silly not to give them what they're asking for so at that point that is a stage when we recommend you send a, a message out which um, uh, basically uh, shares a little bit about you personally as an individual because people do buy us into us as individuals. 
a short sentence about your organization and then another short sentence about your core proposition and then drop in two key questions um, should be very simple don't get overcomplicate it. it needs to be based on something that people can answer yes to in no more than five seconds it literally just grab people's attention very quickly a little bit of a sales hook in there then this time around you would put your contact details in there and this time around we would recommend your uh, putting a signature strip in there as well so people got your phone number and email address and so on um, and what we plug in around that we suggest plug in a couple of messages around that so if someone doesn't reply to a particular message you might send a short uh, message back after a week or 10 days and that would happen either prior to this message or afterwards depending on the flow but broadly speaking if you follow this process from start to finish this is basically you get the lead the the, the targeting your ideal type of clients right through the lead generation process we talked about get the prospect nurturing part right and then obviously shortly we talk about the sales optimization piece as well but if you do this right you'll find you'll get between eight and 13 people out of every hundred that you reach out to asking for more information or to have a sales-based conversation and i would argue that's actually a pretty high percentage um, when you compare it to other, other forms of uh, potential marketing you can actually achieve out there. Excellent, and of course, it's uh, that those hundred are because you, because you've been through that process with this sales navigator, and you've you've been careful to identify your criteria. Presumably, that you know those those are going to be people that absolutely fall into your target market. They're not going to be people who sit outside. Oh, yeah, quite. And um, you know, it is about um, investing a little bit of time in this. And uh, so you can do a lot of this, um, as, Chris, as you've highlighted already, Chris, um, yourself. Um, if you decide to engage with us, um, then, of course, we can put rocket fuel under it for you and give you back your time. You can plug into our expert processes. But obviously, today is all about sharing value. And that's what we want to do. We want to give you the seven transformational steps so that you can move your business into a completely different place. So, so. That, that was a nurturing the prospect sort of section, and uh, and, I, and I think it's uh, you know it seems a nice sort of process that you go through there, and, and and it's an engaging one as well, which I think is good because you're you know you're PRing your business, you're and you I think I think one of the things that I was mindful with this is that you know I want to maintain I've got a good reputation, so I want to maintain my reputation through you know, every means possible, and I, and I know you take care to do that well, but how. The next sort of step was about sales optimization, uh, optimization systems. So just, just help us understand what that really means. Um, yeah, there's two distinct parts to that, really. Um, the first part is really knowing your numbers from a sales point of view, okay, in terms of the um, outreach. So for, and th these numbers will be different for every business. But, for example, to get one sale... It might be to get one sale, you need to have three meetings. Okay, your model might be different. This might be more webinar-based, where it may be. And in order to get those three meetings, that might require 10 phone calls. So you've got a ratio then of 10, 3, 1. Okay, in order to get those 10 phone calls, you might have to reach, have to have had uh, reached out to 40 people who are asking for more information or to have a sales-based conversation. So... Um, and then to get those 40 hot prospects, you might have had to reach out to 500 people um, to actually uh, to get that one sale. So the, the ratio there in this case would be 540, 10, 3, 1. Okay. Um, now, your, your numbers are almost certainly going to be different to that. If you're in a very soft sector, which is not very competitive, and you've got um, 
uh, a really good product and uh, you know people are you've got a very strong presence online as it were and reputation it may well be your ratios are much better than that it may be you're in a very competitive sector uh, very highly priced and also um, it requires a high level investment as far as the client is concerned then your your numbers may be different it might be you have to reach out to a large number of people uh, to to get that one sale or equally if it's a high-value sale, it may be that um, you have got multiple stakeholders in terms of making that decision, okay? And therefore, it's a more consultative sales process. But if you know those numbers from a sales point of view, that will stand you in really good stead. Also, the other thing is, um, it's really important to have a really good method of actually following people through. Um, now, with, with clients that work with us, we give, you, give our clients access to um, a platform so these campaigns could be managed. We actually use the same platform ourselves that we give our clients access to. And the good thing with that is you can see exactly the progress that's being made with each uh, person. And you can also use an opportunity of following uh, people up. So that's available. So you could do something similar in an Excel spreadsheet, but it is actually a bit of a nightmare. If you do it this way, it makes things a lot easier. And then a final part to that really is about um, understanding your numbers from a return on investment point of view. So, for example, in outline terms, I'm trying to keep this fairly concise, it may be that your average value of sale over 12 months might be $10,000 or it might be $5,000, but let's say $10,000. It may be the same clients because they stay with you for a longer period of time um, through a recurring income model might be generate, say, $25,000 over the three years. Or it could be two or three projects which lead up to $25,000 over the three-year period. And equally, the same clients might generate, you say, $35,000 or pounds um, over five years. And that could be as a recurring element or it could be project-based with people going from upsells. Now, if, for example, a business wants to get um, three extra sales per month or 36 per year, those numbers alone, based on those numbers, would generate revenue of 360000 in the first year. The same clients over three years would generate you potentially 900000 and the same clients over five years, um, 1.26 million, okay? Now, it doesn't mean they're all coming at once because there's almost invariably a time-like effect, but you can see the power of this. If you're, if you're serious about growing your business, uh, it's important to understand your numbers and really appreciate that either investing time yourself or using someone else like ourselves, whatever, whatever you choose to do, if you really put, put, push the boat out, there's really every opportunity that you can um, put in place to actually totally transform your business over a period of time following these uh, seven transformational steps. Excellent. I, th I think it's, it's. I think I think what is interesting with with working with somebody like yourselves is that you know if you if you you commit with an organisation that you're going to do a piece of work over maybe four months or five months or whatever that may may be. Is that once those wheels start, the, the you know the process begins because your people are supporting and helping and making this process actually happen. And the danger is if you try sometimes try and do these things yourself, is actually they never happen or they're they're diluted by other things. Um, so I, I really do see the ban the benefit here of um, of having somebody else 
doing this piece of work and it, it kind of holds you accountable to do what you need to do because there's still a lot you need to do in that process to to then go and land this work this this work and it's a way to, to provide if you've got a large sales team it's a way to provide lots of leads through to your sales team to to kind of follow follow through so i see real real value in what you do rupert it's um it's it's okay. really a real valuable i think service and it's a great way to utilize this linkedin system that we've all been building up um so we've just got a a, a couple of minutes um left now till we go to commercial break i, I wonder is is there a, you know any any sort of you know best way people can access your service um i'll, so I'll give the links out in a minute i mean I, I mean anything else you want to say about your service before we go or do you think um yeah um so 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 basically very simply if you're interested go to businessgrowthbureau.com also you can take part in a free webinar um, we share lots of value on that and show you exactly how to, to go about it. Um, so just go to businessgrowthbureau.com, choose the rest of free webinar option, and we'd be very pleased to see you there and uh, have a conversation afterwards if that's of interest to you. But hopefully you've got all the tools here to do it yourself as well. So very much down to you what you'd like to do. Excellent. I think um, as well, uh, have a look at Rupert's profile on LinkedIn and you'll see how he's done it. So you can do that by accessing linkedin.com slash in slash Honeywood and Honeywood is H-O-N-Y-W-O-O-D. There's no no E in there. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Um, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, is there very, very briefly a final message you want to leave us with? Um, no, other than just say, um, just just do it. <laughs> you know, it's a lucky <laughs> tick here. Um, just follow this process and you will totally transform your business. And obviously really enjoyed uh, being part of the show. So thanks for asking me, Chris. You're very welcome. And on next week's show, um, a completely different show next week, we've got Phil White, who is the co-founder of uh, Cervelo Cycles, who've absolutely transformed cycling. Their bikes have won um, the Tour de France, um, Ironman, um, they've won Olympic uh, medals, um, and really they've created something from you know garage through to um, absolutely pushing cycling um, innovation and speed to another level. So it'll be a very exciting interview next week with Phil White of uh, Cervelo Cycles. If you've got any questions or comments, do send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. You've got links there to reach Rupert if you want to as well. But I wish you all great success in transforming your uh, LinkedIn profiles into an amazing and successful um, sales sort of system. So once again, thank you very much and thank you, Rupert. Thank you, Chris. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.